Today's episode is brought to you by the Southern Living Plant Collection. To view our plant collection, find a retailer near you, or buy online, visit southernlivingplants.com. From around the world, across the nation, and up your street, it is I, Steve Bender, the Grumpy Gardener. Welcome to the new podcast from Southern Living, Ask Grumpy. One of my foremost goals as a grumpy gardener is to have all of my fans be able to grow gardens that are just as beautiful as mine. I'm here with my co-host, Nella McGuff. Hi, Nella. Hi, Steve. How are Hello. you doing? Oh, can't wait for this next question. I'm just so excited. <laughs> all righty. When is the best time to prune a forsythia? My husband does not like. Forsythias. We have a huge one. I love them. Okay. Well, the first thing you need to do is consult a divorce lawyer and uh, just let your husband know that you have. You don't actually have to put down any money, but say, I really want this Forsythia. And you're the guy. It's your job. You signed up for this, you know. Anyway, Forsythia is a beautiful shrub. It's one of the prettiest things. It's a real sign of spring. And for the gorgeous yellow flowers that it has really early in the spring, eventually it gets to be really big if you don't prune it. These things can get six, seven feet tall and wide, and they just get too big for the space a lot of times. But it's really simple. This goes for any any of those other kinds of shrubs that bloom only in the spring, like uh, spireas or lilacs or something. The best time to prune those is immediately after they've finished blooming in the spring because they bloom on the growth that they're going to make this growing season. So if you prune them, if they're in bloom in March, go ahead and give them a good pruning in April. That gives them plenty of time to put on new branches and to uh, form lots of new flower buds for next year. If you wait too long, let's say let summer or fall, by that time, the flower buds have already been formed and you've cut them all off. And without flowers, there's no reason to have a forsythia. Okay. Well, I'll make sure my husband doesn't cut it back at the wrong time. I'll be checking up on this. I'll call you over for a consultation. I, I take no prisoners on this one. Okay, good. Create the perfect outdoor living space for your lifestyle with Southern Living Plants. Southern Living Plants bloom bigger for longer and offer foliage as stunning and healthy as the flowers. They grow more compactly so they fit your outdoor spaces. And you can prune less and enjoy more. Dig the good life with Southern Living Plants. View my favorites at plantsbymail.com forward slash Grumpy's Garden and enter Grumpy for an exclusive Grumpy Gardener listener discount. Good afternoon, Grumpy. Hi. How's it going? Uh, It's going great. So what plant of the week are your adoring fans asking you about? Well, I get a lot of questions about roses and uh, what they can plant that's going to give them a lot of color. It's just not going to bloom for a week and then it stops or it just blooms in spring and then it doesn't do it again for the rest of the year. 
one of the most popular roses that's called an ever-blooming rose is one that came out years ago called Knockout. And there's several different colors. People loved it because it bloomed pretty much all summer and it didn't need to be sprayed with a lot of herbicides to keep down diseases and stuff like that. One of the problems, though, is that people think it's a no-maintenance plant. And I'm here to tell you there's no such thing as a no-maintenance plant. Plants grow, and a lot of people don't take that into consideration. Normally, a knockout rose, might you might see it about three feet tall. But if you don't prune it at all, which a lot of people don't, eventually it's going to get up six to seven feet high. And that presents a problem pruning then because it is viciously thorny. Take my word for it. You don't want to be pruning a huge knockout rose. So I was looking for plants. I was redoing the front of my garden, and I wanted something that was going to stay small and kind of had a mounding form. I wasn't going to need to prune them very much. I also wanted something that would bloom for a long time that wouldn't need a whole lot of care. And so I opted for a new series of roses, and they're called drift roses. And they're really marketed as ground cover roses. They get to be about two feet tall, but then they spread out about four feet wide. And so it's a nice mound that doesn't get too big. It's easy to uh, incorporate it into a mixed flower garden or something like that, which is how I have it. It comes in a lot of different colors. Um, It comes in apricot. It comes in peach. It comes in white. It comes in yellow. It comes in red. I've got the peach colored one and I love, I just happen to love that color. But again, the plants are easy to grow. They are not disease proof, but they are disease resistant and they don't take a whole lot of care for you and they do bloom all summer long. So mine are coming into bloom right about now and I can count on flowers probably all the way where I live, all the way to uh, November. So do you plant them in full sun or can it be partial shade? They can take part shade, but most roses you're going to find, the more sun you give them, the more blooms you're going to get. So if possible, plant them in the sun. Your soil should be well-drained. The better your soil is, the better the plant's going to do. So I like to work in a lot of organic matter. Uh, That could be anything from composted manure, chopped leaves, soil conditioner, anything like that, and work that into the soil before you actually plant whatever you're going to plant because it makes the soil so much healthier for the root system and the plant will grow so much better. When is the best time to plant drift roses? Well, ideally, you would say when it's cool, like in the spring or the summer. But if you're a person who doesn't forget to water, because all these plants are sold in containers, you can really plant them anytime during the summertime. The thing you have to remember is if you plant them in the summertime when it's really hot, you can't forget to water them until they get established and start sending out new growth. Because if they go one day and the soil around the roots totally dries out, they're dead. So what I say is when you plant something like that in the summertime and it's hot, every day it doesn't rain, you need to be watering that plant for about two weeks. And then just look at the foliage. Just take a a look at the foliage and see how it's doing. If it's starting to wilt in the hot sun, go out and water it. And here's another tip. 
Never water trees and shrubs with lawn sprinklers. They are built to water grass because grass roots only go down two inches. You need to use a hose that you can stand there and soak the roots. If you use your lawn sprinklers to water your roses or your shrubs, they won't thrive, that's for sure, but they may die because you're just watering the top of the soil. You're not getting it down to the roots. So when you're planting trees and shrubs and growing them, always use something where you can soak the roots. Okay. Well, that is great. Thanks, Grumpy. My pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to Ask Grumpy. This podcast airs every Wednesday and Saturday. If you have a question, you know where to find me. No question goes unanswered on the Grumpy Gardener Facebook page. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We'd love your feedback. Be sure to use words like brilliant, wonderful, and life-changing as often as possible. If you could rate this podcast and leave a review, that would make Grumpy very happy. You can also find us online at southernliving.com forward slash ask Grumpy. Grumpy.